Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal my soul. Fast this morning. My soul thirsts once again to be here in your presence, Alpha and Omega, to magnify your name because your name is great and it is greatly to be praised. We give you glory this morning because you are God Almighty. Father, you are God of the entire universe. You are God all by yourself. Receive all our praises in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you because of who you are. Thank you because you are not a man. Scripture says that you do not lie. You do not repent. You do not recount when you make a promise. Lord, you keep it. Scripture says you keep your promises to thousands and thousands of generations to those who love you. We magnify you this morning as the covenant-keeping God. Be glorified once more in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, as we read our Bibles again this morning, we are asking for wisdom and understanding in your word. We ask that you will grant us discretion Help us to apply the lessons in the scriptures and let your name be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining into devotion this morning. I am Murphy Eyenike. We continue our reading, but a big first of all, big welcome to everyone joining in for the first time today, especially anyone who is joining us for, uh, for the first time. God bless you. If you are just doing this with your devotional this morning, God bless you. I pray that God will continue to satisfy your test for his word in the mighty name of Jesus. All right, this morning we continue our reading. We are in Luke, Luke chapter 2, we read yesterday. Today we'll read Luke chapter 3. Uh, very soon we'll try to step this up so that we can take two chapters a day. Luke, Luke chapter 3, John the Baptist appears on the scene. Remember, I said the book of John and Mark, you know, goes straight to John the Baptist. But Luke, Luke chapter 3 finally talks about John. Please get your Bibles. Let's read this morning. It was now the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius, the Roman emperor. Pontius Pilate was governor over Judea. Herod Antipas was ruler over Galilee, or the Tetrarch, the Tetrarch ruler over Galilee. His brother Philip was ruler over Ituria and Traconitis, Lysanias was ruler over Abilene. Now, why is information like this important? Okay, so why is this important? Why is the Bible giving us these details? The Bible is a book of history. Eh? So, 
you should have this history recorded somewhere else, not just in the Bible. When you have that, then it is possible to trace this history back, not just in the writings of those who wrote down the Bible or those the Holy Spirit used to write down the Bible, but we can go back and look at the reign of Tiberius, the emperor, the Roman emperor at this time, Pontius Pilate, look at their reign and find out writings where there was there a man called John the Baptist that began to rise to power and was preaching and people were gathering. What was said about a man called Jesus? And I'm telling you, as you look through history, you find it easily. It says Annas and Caiaphas were the high priests at this time. Well, the high priests at this time, a message from God came to John son of Zachariah, who was living in the wilderness. Sincerely, as a young Christian, this was like one of the first messages that jumped out at me when I began to learn to study the Bible, because it looked as if God just gave us the political leaders of that time, starting from Tiberius, Pontius Pilate, Herod Antipas, and then Philip, um, um, and then you have Lysanias, you know, those were the political leaders. You then have the religious leaders, Annas and Caiaphas, who will be the high priests, okay, when Jesus is crucified. He was first taken to the home of Annas, and then finally he was taken to the house of Caiaphas. So those were the leaders, the political and the religious leader. But the word, the what jumped out at me, the Bible says that at that time, a message from God came to John, son of Zechariah. In other words, God bypassed the political leaders. The message could have gone to them. Bypassed the spiritual, okay, religious leaders and went to John the Baptist. Why? God was about to do something, something that has never happened before was about to happen. Yes, something that has never happened before was about to happen, something that would change the whole of creation was about to happen. It says at this time, a message from God came to John, son of Zechariah, who was living in the wilderness. Then John went from place to place on both sides of the Jordan preaching that people should be baptized to show that they had repented of their sins and turned to God to be forgiven. Isaiah had spoken, yes, Isaiah had spoken of John when he said, He is a voice shouting in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord's coming, clear the road for him. So what do you think the message was that came to John? The Lord is coming. The Lord is about to appear. Make the road clear for him. Prepare the people. Okay? So verse 5. Verse 5 says, The valley will be filled and the mountains and hill made level. The curves will be straightened and the tough places made smooth. And then all people will see the salvation sent from God. So it was John's duty to prepare the way for the Messiah, and sincerely, John did his part perfectly. 
says, when the crowd came to John for baptism, he said, you brood of snakes, who want you to flee, from, flee the coming wrath. Prove by the way you live that you have repented of your sins and turned to God. Don't just say to each other, we are saved for we are descendants of Abraham. That means nothing, for I tell you, God can create children of Abraham from these very stones. <laughs> Even now, the acts of God's judgment, the acts of God's judgment is poised, ready to sever the roots of the trees. Yes, every tree that does not produce good fruit will be chopped down and thrown into the fire. The crowd asked, what should we do? Having received this message, remember, his, his duty was to prepare the people for the coming of the Lord, to make the, the path straight, to, to fill up the, the deep gullies, and to level, to level the playing field, prepare the people for the coming of the, the Messiah. The crowd asked, what should we do? John replied, if you have two shirts, give one to the poor. If you have food, share it with those who are hungry. Even corrupt tax collectors, collectors came to be baptized and asked, Teacher, what should we do? He replied, Collect no more taxes than the government requires. Not that they shouldn't collect taxes. <laughs> collect no more taxes than the government requires. What should we do? Asked some soldiers. Jesus replied, Don't extort money. Or make false accusations. You see, soldiers have been doing this for a long time. Don't extort money and make false accusations. And be content with your pay. Be content with your pay. Everyone was expecting the Messiah to come soon and they were eager to know whether John might be the Messiah. Okay? So, we are reading the book of Luke. This is before the commencement of the New Testament. And at this time, the entire nation of Israel was waiting for the coming of the Messiah. They knew from the writing of the prophets, both the major and the minor prophets, that the Messiah was about to appear. Okay? So, he said they came and they were eager to know whether John, John himself, who had been preaching, John was not doing any miracles, sincerely, was preaching. They wanted to know whether he might be the Messiah. 16 says, John answered their question by saying, imagine, John could have taken advantage of them, right? Yes, because they were all eager. Israel was on, we just read about the political leaders at this time. That was the occupying force over the nation of Israel. They were longing for a Messiah to come and rescue them from the Romans. Amen. So they asked John, John, they wanted to know whether John was the Messiah. And I'm sure they would have asked him, are you the Messiah or not? John answered their question by saying, I baptize you with water, but someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I am not even worthy to be his slave and untie the straps of his sandal. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Okay, so he's telling them that this is what Messiah will do. This is what Messiah will do. I am baptizing you with water. When Messiah is the one on the scene, he will not baptize you. He will not need to baptize you with water. He will baptize you with fire and with the Holy Spirit. 
He said he is ready to separate the shafts from the wheat with his winnowing fork. And then he will clean up the threshing area, gathering the wheat into his barn, but burning the shaft with never-ending fire. John used many such warnings as he announced the good news to the people. John also publicly criticized Herod Antipas, the ruler of Galilee, for marrying Herodias, his brother's wife, and for many other wrongs he had done. So Herod put John in prison, adding this sin to his many to his many others. Now let's look at the baptism of Jesus. The baptism of Jesus looked like something simple, but you need to pay attention to it. Because at the baptism of Jesus, there were two revelations. Two revelations uh, that signify that Jesus is the Son of God. And when you read First John later, you will see John talking about him, that he was clarified to be the Son of God, you know, by water, by the Spirit, and by blood. Uh, this, the water is this baptism. The Spirit is the Spirit that came upon him, and God said, This is my Son in whom I am well pleased. And then, of course, we know it's by, by blood, by his shedding his blood on the cross. So you must understand and accept these three parts with Jesus. Since one day, verse 21, when the crowds were being baptized, Jesus himself was baptized. As he was praying, the heavens, the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, You are my dearly loved son. And you bring me, you bring me great joy. Okay? There are some Buddhas, there are some manuscripts who say, my, You are my son, and today I have become your father. You are my dearly loved son, and you bring me great pleasure. The most recent manuscripts, okay? Or the earliest, the most recent manuscript found, which are the earliest manuscripts, says that, you are my dearly loved son and you bring me great pleasure. So his baptism by water declared, signified that he was the son of God. Yes, and God confirmed it when the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form uh, like a dove. Now, let's conclude this morning by reading the ancestors of Jesus when you read the ancestry of Jesus, Matthew was speaking to a, a Jewish audience and so wanted to help them see the connection between David and Abraham. Yes. But Luke was different. Luke was trying to trace this to help them see that Jesus, okay, not just to the fact that Joseph was the father of Jesus, but the fact that this goes back, this promise that God has made, goes back as far as Abraham. So since Jesus was about 33 years old when he began his public ministry, Jesus was known as the son of Joseph. Joseph was son of Eli. Eli was the son of Matath. Matath was the son of Levi. Levi was the son of Melchi. Melchi was the son of Jan Janai. 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 Janahai was the son of Joseph. Joseph was the son of Matthias. Matthias was the son of Amos. Amos was the son of Nahum. 
Nahum was the son of Esli, Esli. Esli was the son of Nagai. Nagai was the son of Mahat. Mahat. Mahat was the son of Mattathias. Mattathias was the son of Semin. Semin was the son of Josek. Josek was the son of Judah. Judah was the son of Johanan. Johanan was the son of Resa. Resa was the son of Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel was the son of Shetiel. This was uh, doing the building, the trying to build the new temple and the restoration of Israel back after the seven years in exile. Zerubbabel was the son of Shetiel. Shetiel was the son of Neri. Neri was the son of Melki. Melki was the son of Adai. Adai was the son of Kosam. Kosam was the son of Elmadam. Elmadam was the son of Er. Er was the son of Joshua. Joshua was the son of Eliza. Eliza was the son of Jorim. Jorim was the son of Mattath. Mattath was the son of Levi. Levi was the son of Simeon. Simeon was the son of Judah. Okay, so trace this to Judah. Judah, and then of course, naturally back to Joseph, like that. We are going to David. Simeon was the son of Judah. Judah was the son of Joseph. Joseph was the son of Jonan. Jonan was the son of Eliakim. Eliakim was the son of Meliah. Meliah was the son of Menan. Menan was the son of Matata. Matata was the son of Nathan. Nathan was the son of David. David was the son of Jesse. Jesse was the son of Obed. Obed was the son of Boaz. Boaz was the son of Salmon. Salmon was the son of Nashon. Nashon was the son of Aminadab. Aminadab was the son of Ad <coughs> Admin. Admin was the son of Anai. Anai was the son of Esron. And Anai was the son of Esron. Esron was the son of Perez. Perez was the son of Judah. Judah was the son of Jacob. Jacob was the son of Isaac. Isaac was the son of Abraham. Abraham was the son of Terah. Terah was the son of Nahor. Nahor was the son of Serog. Serog was the son of Reu. Reu was the son of Peleg. And Peleg was the son of Eber. Eber was the son of Shelah. Shelah was the son of Keanan. Keanan was the son of Asphazad. Asphazad was the son of Shem. Shem was the son of Noah. Noah was the son of Lamech. Lamech was the son of Methuselah. Methuselah was the son of Enoch. Enoch was the son of Jared. Jared was the son of Mehalalel. Mehalalel was the son was the son of Canaan. Canaan was the son of Enosh or Enos, depending on how you're pronouncing Enosh. Enosh was the son of Seth. Seth was the son of Adam. Adam was the son of God. Wow. Okay, so why wonderful genealogy 
and this traces back for us to realize that Jesus not just that he is the son of God Jesus qualifies to represent mankind yes he qualifies to represent mankind I am tempted for us to take Luke chapter 4 but let's start the taking of our two chapters from tomorrow okay so Luke chapter 3 what do we take away from here I mentioned at the beginning how the word of God came to John the Baptist, somebody who was not known, somebody who was not even reckoned with. God bypassed all of the political authority of that time, all of the religious and spiritual authority of that time, and goes to John. God does not need the structure to bless you. He does not need, he doesn't have to rely on men to bless you. My pastor puts it this way. Samadhi Emi says that, look, God is the one who caused a ravenous bed from the east to feed the one he once fed. In other words, even if God cannot find the people around you to bless you, to do what he wants you to do, God will import people from afar. Okay, so that is God. And then we learn this about Jesus at his baptism, that by this baptism of water, and the Holy Spirit, Jesus was being confirmed to be the Son of God. Listen to the words of God there. God says that you are my dearly loved Son, and you bring me great joy. We need to pay attention to this, okay? Because of those who will come to tell us later to prove that Jesus is the Son of God. He is declared to be the Son of God by water, by the spirit, and by, the bl- by his blood, by his shedding his blood on the cross of Calvary. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. Lord, bless your people as we go. Help us to apply the lessons we have learned and let your name be glorified in our lives always. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal my soul. Best this morning. My soul thirst once again to be here in your presence, Alpha and Omega, to magnify your name. Because your name is great and it is greatly to be praised. We give you glory this morning because you are God Almighty. Father, you are God of the entire universe. You are God all by yourself. Receive all our praises in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you because of who you are. Thank you because you are not a man. Scripture says that you do not lie. You do not repent. You do not recount when you make a promise. Lord, you keep it. Scripture says you keep your promises to thousands and thousands of generations to those who love you. 
We magnify you this morning as the covenant-keeping God. Be glorified once more in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, as we read our Bibles again this morning, we are asking for wisdom and understanding in your word. We ask that you will grant us discretion, help us to apply the lessons in the scriptures, and let your name be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining into devotion this morning. I am Murphy Eyenike. We continue our reading, but a big first of all, big welcome to everyone joining in for the first time today, especially anyone who is joining us for, uh, for the first time. God bless you. If you are just doing this with your devotional this morning, God bless you. I pray that God will continue to satisfy your test for his word in the mighty name of Jesus. All right, this morning we continue our reading. We are in Luke, Luke chapter 2 we read yesterday. Today we'll read Luke chapter 3. Uh, very soon we'll try to step this up so that we can take two chapters a day. Luke, Luke chapter 3, John the Baptist appears on the scene. Remember I said the book of John and Mark, you know, goes straight to John the Baptist. But Luke Luke chapter 3 finally talks about John. Please get your Bibles. Let's read this morning. It was now the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius, the Roman emperor. Pontius Pilate was governor over Judea. Herod Antipas was ruler over Galilee or the Tetrarch, the Tetrarch ruler over Galilee. His brother Philip was ruler over Ituria and Trachonitis, Lysanias was ruler over Abilene. Now, why is information like this important? Okay, so why is this important? Why is the Bible giving us these details? The Bible is a book of history. Eh? So, you should have this history recorded somewhere else not just in the bible when you have that then it is possible to trace this history back not just in the writings of those who wrote down the bible or those the holy spirit used to write down the bible but we can go back and look at the reign of tiberius the emperor the roman emperor at this time Pontius Pilate look at their reign and find out writings where there was there a man called John the Baptist that began to rise to power and was preaching and people were gathering what was said about a man called Jesus and I'm telling you as you look through history you find it easily it says Annas and Caiaphas were the high priest at this time when the high priest at this time a message from God came to John son of Zachariah who was living in the wilderness sincerely as a young Christian this was like one of the first messages that jumped out at me when I began to learn to study the Bible 
because it looked as if God just gave us the political leaders of that time, starting from Tiberius, Pontius Pilate, Herod Antipas, and then Philip, um, um, and then you have Lysanias, you know, those were the political leaders. You then have the religious leaders, Annas and Caiaphas, who will be the high priests, okay, when Jesus is crucified. He was first taken to the home of Annas, and then finally he was taken to the house of Caiaphas. So those were the leaders, the political and the religious leader. But the word, the what jumped out at me, the Bible says that at that time, a message from God came to John, son of Zechariah. In other words, God bypassed the political leaders. The message could have gone to them. Bypassed the spiritual, okay, religious leaders and went to John the Baptist. Why? God was about to do something. Something that has never happened before was about to happen. Yes, something that has never happened before was about to happen. Something that would change the whole of creation was about to happen. It says at this time a message from God came to John, son of Zechariah, who was living in the wilderness. Then John went from place to place on both sides of the Jordan, preaching that people should be baptized to show that they had repented of their sins and turned to God to be forgiven. Isaiah had spoken, yes, Isaiah had spoken of John when he said, He is a voice shouting in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord's coming, clear the road for him. So what do you think the message was that came to John? The Lord is coming. The Lord is about to appear. Make the road clear for him. Prepare the people. Okay, so verse 5. Verse 5 says, The valley will be filled and the mountains and hill made level. The curves will be straightened and the tough places made smooth. And then all people will see the salvation sent from God. So it was John's duty to prepare the way for the Messiah. And sincerely, John did his part perfectly. Since when the crowd came to John for baptism, he said, You brood of snakes. Who want you to flee from flee the coming wrath? Prove by the way you live that you have repented of your sins and turned to God. Don't just say to each other, We are safe, for we are descendants of Abraham. That means nothing, for I tell you, God can create children of Abraham from these very stones. <laughs> Even now, the axe of God's judgment, the axe of God's judgment is poised, ready to sever the roots of the trees. Yes, every tree that does not produce good fruit will be chopped down and thrown into the fire. The crowd asked, what should we do? Having received this message, remember, his, his duty was to prepare the people for the coming of the Lord, to make the, the path straight, to, to fill up the, the deep gullies, and to level, to level the playing field, prepare the people for the coming of the, the Messiah. The crowd asked, what should we do? John replied, if you have two shirts, give one to the poor. If you have food, share it with those who are hungry. Even corrupt tax collectors, collectors came to be baptized and asked, teacher, what should we do? He replied, collect no more taxes than the government requires. 
Not that they shouldn't collect taxes, uh, collect no more taxes than the government requires. What should we do? Ask some soldiers. Jesus replied, don't extort money or make false accusations. You see, soldiers have been doing this for a long time. Don't extort money and make false accusations and be content with your pay. Be content with your pay. Everyone was expecting the Messiah to come soon and they were eager to know whether John might be the Messiah. Okay, so we are reading the book of Luke. This is before the commencement of the New Testament. And at this time, the entire nation of Israel was waiting for the coming of the Messiah. They knew from the writing of the prophets both the major and the minor prophets that the Messiah was about to appear. Okay? So, he said they came and they were eager to know whether John, John himself, who had been preaching, John was not doing any miracles, sincerely was preaching. They wanted to know whether he might be the Messiah. 16 says, John answered their question by saying, imagine John could have taken advantage of them, right? Yes, because they were all eager. Israel was on, we just read about the political leaders at this time. That was the occupying force over the nation of Israel. They were longing for a Messiah to come and rescue them from the Romans. Amen. So they asked John. John, they wanted to know whether John was the Messiah. And I'm sure they would have asked him. Are you the Messiah or not? John answered their question by saying, I baptize you with water, but someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, so much greater that I am not even worthy to be his slave and untie the straps of his sandal. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Okay, so he's telling them that this is what Messiah will do. This is what Messiah will do. I am baptizing you with water. When Messiah is the one on the scene, he will not baptize you. He will not need to baptize you with water. He will baptize you with fire and with the Holy Spirit. He said he is ready to separate the shafts from the wheat with his winnowing fork. Uh, then he will clean up the threshing area, gathering the wheat into his barn, but burning the shaft with never-ending fire. John used many such warnings as he announced the good news to the people. John also publicly criticized Herod Antipas, the ruler of Galilee, for marrying Herodias, his brother's wife, and for many other wrongs he had done. So Herod put John in prison, adding this sin to his many, to his many others. Now let's look at the baptism of Jesus. The baptism of Jesus looked like something simple, but you need to pay attention to it. Because at the baptism of Jesus, there were two revelations. Two revelations uh, that signify that Jesus is the Son of God. And when you read First John later, you will see John talking about him, that he was clarified to be the Son of God, you know, by water, by the spirit and by blood uh, this the water is this baptism the spirit is the spirit that came upon him and god said this is my son in whom i am well pleased 
And then, of course, we know it's by, by blood, by his shedding his blood on the cross. So you must understand and accept these three parts with Jesus. Since one day, verse 21, when the crowds were being baptized, Jesus himself was baptized. As he was praying, the heavens, the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, You are my dearly loved son, and you bring me, you bring me great joy. Okay? There are some who does, there are some manuscripts who say, My you are my son, and today I have become your father. You are my dearly loved son, and you bring me great pleasure. The most recent manuscripts. Okay, or the earliest, the most recent manuscript found, which are the earliest manuscripts, says that you are my dearly loved son and you bring me great pleasure. So is baptism by water declared, signified that he was the son of God? Yes, and God confirmed it when the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form uh, like a dove. Now, let's conclude this morning by reading the ancestors of Jesus. When you read the ancestry of Jesus, Matthew was speaking to a, a Jewish audience and so wanted to help them see the connection between David and Abraham. Yes, but Luke was different. Luke was trying to trace this to help them see that Jesus, okay, not just to the fact that Joseph was the father of Jesus, but the fact that this goes back, this promise that God has made goes back as far as Abraham. So since Jesus was about 33 years old when he began his public ministry, Jesus was known as the son of Joseph. Joseph was son of Eli. Eli was the son of Matath. Matath was the son of Levi. Levi was the son of Melchi. Melchi was the son of Janai. Janai. Janahai. Janahai was the son of Joseph. Joseph was the son of Matthias. Matthias was the son of Amos. Amos was the son of Nahum. Nahum was the son of Esli. Esli was the son of Nagai. Nagai was the son of Mahat. Mahat. Mahat was the son of Matthias. Matthias was the son of Semin. Semin was the son of Josek. Josek was the son of Judah. Judah was the son of Johanan. Johanan was the son of Resa. Resa was the son of Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel was the son of Shetiel. This was doing the building, the trying to build the new temple and the restoration of Israel back after the seven years in exile. Zerubbabel was the son of Shetiel. Shetiel was the son of Neri. Neri was the son of Melchi. Melchi was the son of Adai. Adai was the son of Kosam. Kosam was the son of Elmadam. Elmadam was the son of Er. Er was the son of Joshua. Joshua was the son of Eliza. Eliza was the son of Jorim. Jorim was the son of Matath. Matath was the son of Levi. Levi was the son of Simeon. 
Simeon was the son of Judah. Okay, so trace this to Judah, Judah, and then of course naturally back to Joseph like that. We are going to David. Simeon was the son of Judah. Judah was the son of Joseph. Joseph was the son of Jonan. Jonan was the son of Eliakim. Eliakim was the son of Meliah. Meliah was the son of Menan. Menan was the son of Matata. Matata was the son of Nathan. Nathan was the son of David. David was the son of Jesse. Jesse was the son of Obed. Obed was the son of Boaz. Boaz was the son of Salmon. Salmon was the son of Nashon. Nashon was the son of Aminadab. Aminadab was the son of Ad <coughs> Admin. Admin was the son of Anai. Anai was the son of Esron. And Anai was the son of Esron. Esron was the son of Perez. Perez was the son of Judah. Judah was the son of Jacob. Jacob was the son of Isaac. Isaac was the son of Abraham. Abraham was the son of Terah. Terah was the son of Nahor. Nahor was the son of Serog. Serog was the son of Reu. Reu was the son of Peleg. And Peleg was the son of Eber. Eber was the son of Shelah. Shelah was the son of Keanan. Keanan was the son of Asphazad. Asphazad was the son of Shem. Shem was the son of Noah. Noah was the son of Lamech. Lamech was the son of Methuselah. Methuselah was the son of Enoch. Enoch was the son of Jared. Jared was the son of Mehalalel. Mehalalel was the son was the son of Canaan. Canaan was the son of Enosh or Enos, depending on how you're pronouncing Enosh. Enosh was the son of Seth. Seth was the son of Adam. Adam was the son of God. Wow. Okay, so what wonderful genealogy and this traces back for us to realize that Jesus, not just that he is the son of God, Jesus qualifies to represent mankind. Yes, he qualifies to represent mankind. I am tempted for us to take Luke chapter 4, but let's start the taking of our two chapters from tomorrow. Okay, so Luke chapter 3, what do we take away from here? I mentioned at the beginning how the word of God came to John the Baptist, somebody who was not known, somebody who was not even reckoned with. God bypassed all of the political authority of that time, all of the religious and spiritual authority of that time, and goes to John. God does not need the structure to bless you. He does not need, he doesn't have to rely on men to bless you. My pastor puts it this way. Samadhi says that, look, God is the one who caused a ravenous bed from the east to feed the one he once fed. In other words, even if God cannot find the people around you to bless you, to do what he wants you to do, 
God will import people from afar. Okay, so that is God. And then we learn this about Jesus at his baptism. That by this baptism of water and the Holy Spirit, Jesus was being confirmed to be the Son of God. Listen to the words of God there. God says that you are my dearly loved Son and you bring me great joy. We need to pay attention to this, okay? Because of those who will come to tell us later to prove that Jesus is the Son of God. He is declared to be the Son of God by water, by the Spirit, and by, the bl- by His blood, by His shedding His blood on the cross of Calvary. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. Lord, bless your people as we go. Help us to apply the lessons we have learned and let your name be glorified in our lives always. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.